Sports Talk Radio every weekend night with Princess Cooper. Never had it so good radio now on 101.1 and it's 24-7, the world's best radio station. In this day and time, stereotypes are the false descriptions for all of humanity. James T. Deshay is the author of two great poetry books that attempt to describe life from a male perspective. It has been a common belief that men are unable to put into words their deepest feelings and spend most of their time focused on the surface of what life means. Thoughts, love, and reflections, and passion, desire, and contemplation take you on a journey that has very few travelers. Mr. Deshay has opened his heart and spirit up in ways that few have ever experienced. The depth of his poetry will have you reading his books and poems over and over again. You will find yourself using his passages to describe your own feelings to your family and friends. It is now time to put aside your thoughts and feelings related to the depth of men's thoughts and delve deeply into the words of James T. Deshay. Once again, he will put an end to your thoughts that men can't translate their heartfelt spirit into words. Both of these books will allow you to find comfort in the reality of the heart of men. You will spend hours trying to embrace the way men want to love and display their passion to the women they love. Don't be fooled by those books that create love through words of lust, vulgarity, and unhealthy displays of sexual activities you will discover the types of words that will allow you to rejoice in the future of what love truly means to men. Your book clubs and families will be able to discuss these words without fear. No one will have to leave the room. Both of these books can be purchased at jamestdeshay2.com and lulu.com. Feel free to reach out to the author at tlreflectionsjtd at gmail.com. This is James T. Shade, the host of Thought, Love, and Reflection. Rocky, if I never had it so good, Sports Media Network. As always, you know, I'm proud and happy to be here with you. Uh, for us to be given the opportunity to talk about the things that impact our lives now and in the future. And today is no different. We're here this evening to give a, have a conversation related to our world and what our expectations are of it. And we just want to just uh, just spend some time and, and relate and reflect on what it is that we're going through. Uh, I got a couple of stories I want to talk to you about. Uh, I initially wanted to get everybody's feeling related to our president and, uh, talking to the North Korean leader and whether or not we can really trust him to do the right thing. You know, this is a really important opportunity uh, for us to reduce the possible annihilation of our existence. And so we need, um, you know, we wouldn't even, I, I, I just have to say, I wouldn't even even question whether or not Barack Obama was the right person to talk to this man alone. But certainly I have questions and issues with Donald Trump being alone with anybody 
and being able to come out with the right results. So as we sit here today, knowing that uh, he's going to have this meeting, I have some some thoughts of troubling thoughts related to whether or not he'll come out with the right outcome. Um, D, let me go to you real quick. What What is your thought about this man sitting down with an interpreter in the room, only each person has an interpreter, and we're getting the right results coming out when you know that this guy, when he go, when he swings from the hip, he liable to say anything. Well, good evening, James, and uh, I'm going to try to not to hyperventilate um, whenever I Whenever I talk about Donald Trump on the national stage, on the international stage, um, you know, this is the worst possible scenario that could happen. Um, This summit was actually instigated in a way of a distraction, trying to divert attention away from Stormy Daniels and some other things that he was going through. And And behold, he grabbed the attention of uh, of the North Koreans and the summit is actually on on the humbug. Uh this is one of the things that he really didn't want to happen, especially because he don't have the the mental capacity or even the he's he's not a diplomat. Now, I'm going to put it nicely and say that. He has no diplomacy skills. Uh, anybody that would have been up for the job to do this actually type of negotiation, he fired them all. Uh, he did that in the in the light of being the talk show host or the uh, reality TV show host. You're fired. It's part of his fabric. You're fired. And... In all of that, in, in real time, in the real world, he's fired everybody around him that could have been the right person to handle such a, an event. Um, as you as you mentioned, uh, this is serious, serious business, uh, this summit right here. Now, um, i got to tell you another thing that um, the way I see it, that the, the Chinese and Vladimir Putin, they all have a vested interest in this um, in this meeting in the back room, if you will. Um, but the White House, the West Wing, are, are too dumb to even know that, to even see that. Um, so this is a this is a dire, and and you know, we want to be optimistic, but he is. So the dude, I'm telling you, he's going to walk out. He's going to walk out of the meeting just because it will stir a good media frenzy. And his base. You know, when when Hillary Clinton used the term of them being deplorable, she wasn't too far off base because they have no savvy about anything. They don't understand anything. All they want to do is just say, just want to be arrogant about stuff. And, you know, in and, and the, the G7 summit, right before 
this thing is about to happen tomorrow. The G7 summit was a debacle. He says things and does things and insult people, and and so he can't go into this thing with any mo with any positive momentum. And that's what we're talking about here: positive momentum to get something that's going to give us some real resolve and some real uh, ground foundation about where we're headed. You don't know how to do it. Thank you, Jim. I say I want more hyperventilators. I'm gonna leave it right here. Cheryl, we find ourselves with the least uh, dependable individual or the least capable individual in one of the most important meetings of this century. And we have a person who does not have the ability uh, to rationalize how to talk to people with any true meaning. He's a very arrogant individual, and he's likely to say anything. And the fact that nobody's in there with him really scares me other than his interpreter because we don't have a clue to how he might just go off. And so, you know, we really are at, a dire situation with the most important meeting we could possibly have because we need to be encouraging these people and helping them to understand or helping this leader to understand how valuable this opportunity is to his people, how his people will reach a new level of prosperity if he were to uh, get rid of those weapons. We're not looking for a change in leadership. We're looking for an understanding and a work, uh, working together so that we can change some of the policies that keep them poor. But I don't know if Donald Trump is up for this kind of meeting because of how silly he can be at times. Good evening, and how's everyone doing this evening? You know, I'm going to have to ditto on what these had to say. It is a very scary situation, but we have no control over any of it. Um, hopefully, the interpreter don't interpret everything correctly. <laughs> I know that's wishful thinking, but um, when... When things happen like that, the most that we can do is just pray and ask God to lead his word. But um, but I, again, too, have some fear in the outcome of what it all, you know, is going to happen. Um, like you said, had it been someone else, it probably would have been a whole lot different. Um but I guess all we can do is wait for the outcome because, you know, we we can't change um, who he is and he's going to be who he is. And don't upset him because then we're going to be in even more trouble than when he walked there, you know, into the meeting. So um, that's all we can do is just wait for the outcome. And, again, I just say I agree with D. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not sure 
I'm not sure that I have ever seen or heard of a situation where the only two people that were in a meeting of this type, of this magnitude, was the two presidents. And it seems to me that certainly our president is ill-equipped to even understand the whole totality of the situation that we're involved in. Uh, this man is in a no-win no situation. I mean, he is petrified uh, about the history of what we have done to people uh, a historic time where we haven't kept our promises, where we went in being a, a um, friend, and uh, in the end we uh, created an environment to overthrow the people or take control. So, you know, a lot of times when we're talking about not trusting people, we don't have a history of being trustworthy ourselves. Uh, So, Andre, you know, having these two knuckleheads in a room by themselves with an interpreter doesn't give us uh, a, a lot to count on. Well, marvelous Monday to everyone, and I think we should be very comfortable. Um, these two are very similar, and I think they understand each other. If you remember back, it was uh, Dennis Rodman and his uniqueness, if you would, that went over, you know, several years ago, and he built a really relationship with them. I think you're trying to think, James, uh I hate to tell you, but the way things normally would have been in the past and credentials and all that stuff, that's gone. That's gone now and stuff. So, um, you know, he's going to come out and say that, you know, it was a success. Now, it may be a moderate success or a grand success or a great success or whatever. It won't be no more than um, a few words in the sentence. But, um you know, you guys might as well not worry about because, like you said, Miss Sharon, I didn't get a chance to hear D. I'm sorry, I was a little late. But uh, you, we can't control them. But I tell you, those two, I think they'll understand each other. They understand. I think they understand each other. And you're right. This is the first time that two executives ever at that leadership level, uh, something that's as important as it is, nobody else in the room. <laughs> you know, yeah, that, that is the time that we're in. I have never heard of people doing that. you got two interpreters who, you know, one of the problems with having an interpreter is uh, when you have a meeting is you're not sure if he's saying what you asked or stated in the first place. And so for both of them to be counting on these two interpreters seems to be kind of perfect to me, D. I mean, how in the world can you go in to a meeting and have no clue of what the conversation is uh, about these two people and what they're having? And you would think that the interpreters would be very concerned in the event that they do mess up, but they won't. And I think they re- they wanted, you know, just a few members so that they'll go back and say what they want to say, and then there's nobody there to validate it. See, that's the key. Nobody's there to validate anything different. They'll come up with how they want it to roll and just do it. You're talking about dictatorship, yeah. really, by both of them. 
I mean, in most cases, you have these guys come together and uh, they have a group of individuals. And um, but this is just uh, off the chain. So, D, I, yeah, I'm you're, really you're, you're talking about things of the past, James. This is a whole different yeah. thing. I'm telling you, we have to really start wrapping our hands around it because if we don't, we're gonna um, really, really miss the boat. Well, James, what, uh, what, you know. What, what, Go ahead, I'm sorry, I thought you called my name. Um, no, you know, uh, okay. Uh, well, you know, when Ms. Audrey says that, uh, you know, for for 150 years uh, or so, uh, we've had a certain format, a way of doing things when it comes down to uh, international issues. Uh, for them to abruptly want to change the fabric of the way things are done, I think there's a danger in that. Um, now, but to her credit, you know, I will say that if uh, if the two going in, if the two go into a room with just two interp- interpreters and have a mild chit-chat and then come out to say that was a success, that's possible. And that the only success will be that we didn't push the button on one another today. And that will be the only success. The only success that they had a photo op, they smiled at one another. Uh, my understanding is that that's all that Kim wants, a photo op, and right. them shaking hands. Right. And they could use that as a propaganda tool back in North Korea. That And that would be success for him. Uh, for Trump to go in and not get none of the uh, restraints and things that, 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 that the generals and that the national security officers think that we should get, for him to go in and not get none of that, which you which you won't, but to come out of there unscathed, if you will, then that will be a success for them. You know, uh, and in that though, in that he would have done nothing more than Barack Obama did, which they really really cue him about with the Iranians, just to appease them for a day, and and, and not get to not, and nothing in return. So what you what we're going to see is the same thing that everything he accused Barack of, he's going to be put in the same boat, and it's called diplomacy, which he knows nothing about. You can't go in and and box and, bo- and box people around and think that you're going to bully them around, you know. But um, it's not going to happen like that. But look, before I go, what's going to happen at the end of the day, we're going to find that that um that Donald Trump is a Russian. Yeah, he is. He's a Russian. He's a Russian yeah. yeah, that's yeah. right. That's why he never, he never wanted to show his tax return like Ms. Joyce always did. Let me see your tax return. If they don't own you, then why are you so afraid to show your tax return? And now he exactly. wants to get Vladimir Putin back into the the the, the G8. G8. Yeah. yeah. So, and, yes, and, and, and the way that he the way he uh, disrespected his allies, the ones that we love and the, that has been in our corner so much. And 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 uh, he wants to get Angbamu, uh, Putin, the, all three of those are on the same page. Believe me, that's what's going to happen tomorrow. Uh, this, this guy Wooten, uh, who whatever his last name, and and Trump, they're going to be they on the same page as Putin. He's going to overthrow in a way we we're in a dictatorship and don't even realize it in the United States. They have let this dude go card blanche. And by that is, you know, he he's so much into them. That's why he wants them, him, Putin, back into the G8. What is that telling you? 
you know, what is it, where, where we stand, where we stand. And he turned his back and walked away. He wouldn't sign, he wouldn't sign the agreement with the, with the, the G7, left early. Then he got a dog to do so bad from Canada, put a restraint on him, and he's going to just bring him to his knees how they talked about this guy. What what administration gonna just degrade another person like that of a high authority that runs a, another country? This is ridiculous. But then you got this guy who is a communist friend with another communist that want to bring him in, and you don't know where the one that we have in charge of us where he stand and what his mindset is. And to me, is that if he never denounced. He, the way he talked about the guy from Canada and never said a, a, a bad thing about Putin, and he know that he overthrew our uh, uh, election, but then have never to this day said anything bad about him. What is that telling you? You got three dictators right now, and ain't no telling who got what, who's going to put that, put that, put the uh, the red the finger on the red metal or not. So he crazy enough, he might join forces with them and leave all us in the United States blind and looking like a fool. Excuse me. You know, I find it so difficult as I'm listening to uh, what's going on in Russia and what's going on in North Korea. I heard today that when this, when this leader comes to Singapore, that he's going to see such modern buildings and such magnificent businesses and and such um, economic success and that he would why wouldn't he want that for his own people? You know, you see these people willing to spend so much money in military equipment but don't want to spend their money on their people eating properly or living properly and it asks you, uh, you know, what kind of situation because I have been told over the years that, you know, the way we go to our grocery stores and the grocery store is always filled with food, and we're able to go in there and buy what we want and come home and, and cook it. And these people go into their stores, even Russia, and a lot of times the, the their aisles are empty, you know, and they pick up bread and, and just – and I just don't understand how Putin can be as rich as he is and see his people in economic distress. And the same thing with Korea. You know, Audrey, you wonder where the hearts of these men are. Because the first thing I heard uh, them say on uh, CNN was if they they uh, take down those sanctions, that this man is going to be rich. But yet he, um, he doesn't care, seeing the, you know, what you hear is, that his people are starving. You don't think our president going to get rich after this? Come on. That's exactly what, and that's probably one of the reasons why they're, like I said, they understand each other. They understand each other well, and they operate very, very similar. Uh, so the the interpreter only has to interpret a part part of it, and they'll get the meaning of what the other one is talking about. But yeah, they're they're out for themselves and their their game, and they don't want no one else there to tell them anything differently. That's a form of dictatorship, and nobody's stopping him. Yeah, that is truly bizarre, uh, uh, Cheryl. When you look at it. I just don't even understand why would you want to be in a room with somebody 
and not have the ability uh, to make sure that whatever is said is proper. Uh, Looks like to me most of the time in those kind of buildings, you have somebody in there typing down to make sure there's no no uh, no dis in disagreement about what is said. I mean, who can trust that these two are going to tell us the truth? Well, you know, I believe that they have it just the way they want it. And the only thing that we have to do is just to wait for the results. Um, But just like we said, you know, it's not in, um, it's going to be in their favor. They're going to together work out whatever it is that they're trying to work out that, like you said, that's going to benefit them first. Um, and they'll try to put together some kind of package where they're going to present to us as if, you know, when he do present it as if, you know, it's for the people, when it's really all about him. Um, You know, it's nothing that we can do. I mean, they put it together. That's the way they want it to be. And um, all we can do is pray and wait for the results. Okay. It's also amazing that I see that um, these, you know, they hadn't talked about whether or not they're going to have another meeting after this one. Uh, Something that's so important for us to uh, to get done in a favorable light. See, uh, it doesn't seem to be something that they're really committed to. Uh, You know, we don't have any idea how long these guys are going to talk. Uh, they haven't said prior to what um, they feel that either side really, really wants. So how can we have any true confidence about this, this summit when there seems to be such secrety, secret to what is being asked for or said? We're having the leaders of each of the countries representing countries. And we got a man. We don't. Who can really truly trust him? Well, James, let me say something yeah. real quick. Uh, look, look. That's my whole point about him being an, an operative for a foreign country. Because for this to happen in this way, that is totally. Now they talk about being unconstitutional and un-American. That this type of thing. Where there's no one, there's no checks and balance. This is what we're talking about. You know, this this country was built on checks and balance to make sure that nobody gets out of line that would jeopardize everybody else. And, and so all of that is totally being uh, ignored. You know, when he when he became president and hit the ground running, the first thing he did was start attacking the checks and balances, which was the CIA, the FBI, and the media. So this is totally in line with a hostile takeover, totally in line with a hostile takeover. You're going to be in a room where there's nobody else in there. Ain't nobody never done that. But But that's not the scariest part. The scariest part is, they don't know. It's not nobody's saying nothing. 
that's the scariest part. Nobody is saying nothing. And y'all and they know the constitution. That left that left me also to believe that there was a vested interest in this effort before he became president. Anybody that wanna be anybody, put y'all millions of dollars in this bowl and be a part of this. And on the back end, when we start taking over everything, you will have a piece of this pie. That there, there, there is no other explanation for it. Because when we say there's nothing we can do about it, that's the problem. You know, they want to talk about the, the guys that won't stand for the American flag. This is way more better than that. This is way more difficult. This is a real issue that needs to be addressed. But nobody be in the room but, but him, the four of them, if that's, if that's the case, then I know that's a real problem. I'm sorry. Thank you. Let me just ask you all, what do you think it is that he is going through? You know, you, you sometimes shake your head and scratch your head and wonder what in the world is he thinking and what does he think that certain things that he does is going to mean to people. Like when he uh, gave a pardon to Jack Johnson. I mean, we know history. We know Jack Johnson shouldn't have been went to jail for – uh, being with that uh, white female and crossing state lines and all that. And now he's talking about giving a pardon uh, to Muhammad Ali in and, and, and a postulous And I'm, I'm thinking, what in the world is this dude doing? And then the black females he gave the pardon to, that's, you know, I, I, can, I can understand that, but uh, the other presidents had, rules and regulations to who could come see them and how most of those pardons were already taken care of before they got to the president's desk because they were researched and researched before they got to his desk. And now he's doing all well, this on his own. And he is, and he'll use that as a means to attract and retain some of the uh, blacks that vote, voted for him because he'll he'll say now you know he always compare himself to uh, President Obama so he'll say to the um, the African American um, segment of voters that you know I did something for your people that President Barack didn't do now all three of the ones that you just named right now they all had an opportunity to be pardoned under President Obama, and you're saying, well, the reason they didn't do it because of rules and regulations. Well, rules and regulations um, haven't prevented him from doing none of these things. So it's not necessarily the rules and regulations. You can say what you want, but he's going to spend that, and he's going to spend it big time. George, let me ask you, what what person with common sense would think that somehow our country benefits or African-Americans or people of color benefit from Jack Johnson being pardoned and Muhammad Ali being pardoned when we know what the history is of those people. And then he's talking about the people, I said read somewhere where he's talking about the people taking a knee. He wants to get with them to talk about who they think should be pardoned. And all this don't got nothing to do with nothing about what they took the knee because of the injustice of of uh, police officers shooting people dead, that you can't pardon nobody when they dead, or you can, but it ain't gonna make no difference in their life. 
Joy? Well, if he knows history, Muhammad Ali didn't even need to be pardoned. Uh, so, therefore, he, he doesn't even know history. So what he needs to do is to learn what government is before he – this is the only thing that he can do where he does not have to be challenged, uh, have to answer to any anybody is to pardon. And that's what he wants to do. He wants to do that like uh, some say is to get the attention of blacks. But actually why he's doing this is to keep the white folks messed up and, and pissed off and confused because of, of it's a black issue. While he's getting away with murder as to what he's doing tomorrow, what he's doing tomorrow, I don't know why we upset as a black race because it ain't our problem. This is a white man's problem. Anything and everything that happens tomorrow, it is not going to affect you as a black person one way or the other. Believe me, these are the white folks that he's dealing with. He's been to really stick it to his own kind, and they don't even know it. So by the time that they wake up and they light bulb come on, yeah, they're going to be real, real pissed at him. Because either way, what can we do? And you say about the other guys, about the country and the whole bit, don't we have the poorest of the poor right now? The richest of the rich and the poor of the poor, there's no difference. So then where this this, this one time who, his surroundings, his soldiers, all of them, they eat well, they live well. It's just the people in the hood like the way we are. That's that's really getting that that throwbacks and 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 the throw out of the bones. So we got to take a look at this. This is really not a black person, a uh, minority type of problem. It's not a minority problem. This is a white man problem that's happening tomorrow. That he's trying to overthrow, or have the type of control, or do what he want to do and join forces with the bad guy. He want to dictatorship, and that dictatorship is not going to affect us being Afro-America or any other minority one way or the other because as a society, we are survivors. We go to the left. If it goes to the extreme, we know how to handle it. If it goes to the extreme right, we still know how to handle it. So uh, why, why, why would we get upset? Let's just sit back and see how they're going to operate when they get pissed off. Thank you. Uh, Regina, um, we're just talking about this summit and how this man is going to be sitting in the office alone with uh, the leader of South Korea and what it is that they're going to be able to do when we I, – I don't trust either one of them. I, I really don't think that they should be alone together that this is some kind of uh, way for uh, Trump to come out and tell us anything, and we don't have any clue to, to whether or not this is, is true or not. Well, I tell you, good evening. <clears throat> I just finished marching in the Poor People's Campaign here, and I did not get arrested, so that's good, so I'm glad to be here with you guys this afternoon. Others did get arrested, but I didn't. Um, As someone said, this mess here is not even on the black folks' radar. Right here is not our war. So I'm just going to continue to listen to you all 
And I like your comments, and they make a whole lot of sense. But this foolery here going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, knowing that Trump is doing what he wants to do. You know what? I sort of kind of like Trump now. I might want to grow up to be like him in a certain way. (laughs) This man is able to do what he wants to do whenever he wants to do it. Now he's hitting his wife. I don't even know if she's chopped up into pieces in a drawer in the Oval Office or something. How does this person get to do? I'd love to just sit and talk with him and see how he is able, and it's not money. It it, it has nothing to do with his money. Why are folk allowing this man to do it? I told y'all he's sitting back there laughing at us. He's saying, y'all dumb enough to let me just do any old dumb thing I want to do. So, Diaz, we listen to it and hear uh, <laughs> Regina talking this fashion. It's hard to believe that, you know, it, it, that he's doing uh, that everybody is scratching their head about, you know, all these different pardons and all this different foolishness, uh, being in this room by himself, uh, the trouble that's going on with him and his wife and what she's been hiding, what she's been doing. There's just chaos. This man has created nothing but chaos since he's been in office. But, James, it's not, it's no chaos going on in his mind. The chaos is going on in everybody else's mind. There, and funny you should use that word. <laughs> the preacher said yesterday that there's all, light is going to come out of chaos. But there's no chaos in, 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 in his mind. So we should just sit back and allow the chaos to get to the point where it simmers down? Is that what, what his thought is? What, he doesn't see it as chaos, chaotic. He is fine. He's a smooth operator. It's us out here. Who, who just keep talking about him and and he's going into that room. Shoot, they might go in there and play spades or something. And everybody else going to be out there wondering what they're doing, wondering what they're doing. And they're doing something that we wouldn't I'm even afraid. think they were doing. Who, who knows? I'm they might afraid. be boyfriend and boyfriend. I don't trust him being in the room with nobody without somebody <laughs> that I can trust would give me the right information. I don't care what he say. You know, I don't even see how we accept that as a nation uh, as a right uh, proper protocol. Uh, uh, Andre, I just see that what I what I see going on on every front, this man is doing some despicable things, and everybody's sitting back and wondering why is it, is he getting away with it. Okay, so I think we've been asking our question, ourselves that same question for what more than a year now. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so I'm 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 like you, Regina. I'm telling you, it's just that we could talk about him all you want to. I'm telling you, but he getting some stuff done. 
some stuff done that some other people didn't, and, and it may be by crook or hook, but he's getting it done. And you may not agree with it, you may not favor it, but I tell you what, if you were on his team, no wonder I still say, I, I ride down the road, I'm on the road a lot, and I said, you know, here it is a year or so afterwards, if a person really didn't want to continue to support Trump, they would have pulled off the sticker off of their car. I still see plenty Trump and Pence um, stickers on cars. And let me ask the, the panel this question right now. Who was Hillary Clinton's running mate? Don't Google it. Don't Google it. Your first response, please. Exactly. That's exactly what I'm talking about. He was from Virginia, so I do. Uh, But I'm just saying, I'm just saying his name and everything. Thank you. (laughs) Well, one of the things I want to say to you all is this: you cannot hoodwink me, and I'm not going to be hoodwinked. I'm going to call. You know, our God tells us to look at people's fruit, and you don't get no good fruit from chaos. Now, you all may say that he is keeping his the people who love him, they're happy with that, but sometimes people stay put, not because they're happy, but because they don't want to be ashamed or embarrassed. And so, you, you, you know, some people stay, again, uh, they're just loyal because they don't want to, to to say I'm sorry. And white America right now finds themselves in a situation where they don't want to say they're sorry. And that special counsel, when that special counsel comes out, and these people, he can't pardon all these people. You got people who getting ready to go to jail. You understand? And and I, I'm not sure that I understand why people don't. You know, people don't go to jail for doing nothing. These people have done something serious that may uh, require them to go to jail for the rest of their lives, and I believe they're going to turn on Trump because I know I wouldn't go to I ain't going to jail for nobody, and, and uh, I'd be the only one. If I go, if, if I got to go, everybody got to go. So I believe Donald Trump in a lot of trouble. Because he can't give pardons to everybody, you know. Uh, before we uh, started his administration, he was talking about why why you need a pardon, why you need to, why can't why can't you uh, why do you need to plead the fifth? If you are honest, why do you need to plead the fifth? And all of a sudden, everybody he knows and associated with want a pardon or want to plead the fifth. What about that, uh, Joyce? What about how another now he's surrounded by criminals? Are you there, Joyce? I'm sorry, criminals associated with criminals. Uh, you know, take one and no one. So that's the one that all the ones that he chose. It must be a reason why he chose them because, it, like I say, take one to no one, and you always kind of surround yourself with someone who has a lot in common with you. So what is that saying? You see. What is that saying? I think that we've we just got away from a lot of things that it's going to take a, a long, long time to get back to. It, it, to me, it's, it's a lot of the integrity that has been lost with this uh, presidency, you know, what America really stands for. I think we've seen the, 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 the school, excuse the slogan, the white trash style of presidency. That's what the average 
person with a lot of class, uh, just with uh, the way that we want our company, our country to be represented. We, we're seeing the low of the low. He's uh, he's uh, uh, Tanya, uh, uh, that skater, Harton, uh, 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 and not a Carrington, a Nancy Carrington type of style. And that's what it was when uh, he hit the young lady with the, with the stick because they felt that she wasn't the type that they wanted to represent the country. But now you have that type of person who's representing the country when you look at Donald Trump. He's not the Carrington of the, of the, of the, the skaters. He's the, uh, uh, Tanya portion of the skating. So that's it in a nutshell. Let me ask you this question, D. And, you know, this man has gone from one end to the spectrum to the other with this stormy lady. Now, first of all, he didn't know her. He didn't pay her the 130000 Now he paid her the 130000 but he ain't do nothing with her. Now, who in the world, you know, me and you, uh, you know, we, we, we were born at some point, you know, but how in the world, do you, who would pay somebody 130000 to keep a secret that wasn't true? Well, um, you're going to find out more about Donald Trump when it's all said and done, once he's out of, out of the White House. Um, you know, some people have fear that he would do, uh, that he'd be reelected. That, that, that's not even plausible. It won't happen. But you're gonna find out more about him once he's out of the out of the White House. One of which we're probably gonna find out that he's a sexual deviant. Uh, he got more skeletons in the closet than one could imagine. But that's not the bad part. The bad part is that people overlook that and elected them in anyway. The uh, evangelical Christians overlooked that and stood behind him anyway. That's the most disturbing part. So, uh, you know, with, with his billions of dollars, it was one or two or $900 million, uh, he has or uh, has had the money to buy any pleasures that he wanted to have. And so that's not unusual. Uh, but yes, all of those things will be, they will come out in the watch. Uh, and so it's going to be interesting. To, everybody's going to have a book to take. Everybody's going to have a book, especially those even in his cabinet. Uh, you know, to save what the reputation that they cannot save, they can, e- they can easily make money by, by writing a book, My Time in the White House with Donald Trump. So that book will still go. So it's gonna be it's gonna be really interesting uh to see uh what comes out in the watch. And uh thank you for letting me share that. Those evangelicals that you talk about, these religious men who are all in this corner, uh they all have gone quiet. I mean you don't hear a thing out of their mouth anymore, Joyce. Uh, you know, they don't stand up, they ain't doing no uh, interviews, they're not uh, uh, coming out and, and made, uh, being a part of any article. They just sit back and now and uh, know that they, how can they, how can you, how can you align yourself with somebody when you say you're a Christian that has no, no ability or no desire uh, to show any Christian behavior? 
Well, that's the sickening part about it. For them to have as much control as the way that they have to overthrow the the, the election, also they played a, a major role in that. So my my take on that is that uh, how could you call yourself a Christian when you should know right from wrong and you stand up for what's right and wrong? But on the flip side of that, you're willing to look the other way just to put someone in power who has things that the way, and I don't even know whether or not he thinks the way that they want to think anymore. He was just thinking and saying things that they like to hear. And even though that they know that that was wrong, they're willing to look, what's wrong with, with us now? Uh, well, not with us, mainly with the ones who's supposed to have the balls and make, make all the decision in government. They're they too afraid to make a decision. They, want, they still want to live the good life for free. That means with, to do that power struggle, but they're not willing to make a stand. Dare to be different. That's their problem. Dare to be different. We don't have a lot of mavericks like uh, our Senator McCain. He's the only one that stood up throughout this whole weekend saying what he approved and what is right and what is wrong. Not another one was standing beside him and, and to stand with him and what his constitution as to what it is he's all about and what this country should be all about. He's trying to really save and salvage what needs to be salvaged as far as to make our country great, the greatness of our country and the respect. But we have lost it, and he's the only one who is our voice right now. And that's sad, really sad. Yeah, it is. Um, it is certainly a bizarre situation that we find ourselves in when so many people are willing to remain quiet as uh, time moves forward. Uh, Andre, let me ask you, though, you don't think the special counsel is going to come out with something that's going to devastate his administration? Andre, are you there? No. No, I don't. I mean, all these people are going to jail. All these people are being indicted. And you don't think no, they're going to but we're talking about. But we're talking about Donald Trump, the the the, the chameleon. So again, you asked me my opinion, and I said no. Right. Wow. I just don't think he's gonna. I don't think he's gonna survive this thing. And uh, I hear what you're saying, Regina, but I don't think he's gonna revive. Re- these people are searching under every rock. And they're going back and indicting people all over again. They caught this man messing with uh, witnesses. And you don't mess with witnesses when you know you're innocent. So I, this boy knows that he don't done something wrong. And I just don't see this coming out in Donald Trump's favor at all, Regina. James, I'm going to get in my car, drive to Orlando, and hit you over the head with the rock. Now, look. This man just said he can pardon himself. What does he care about them pressing charges against him? Did you forget about that? I don't believe America would go for that. I don't believe America would go for that. Hey, James, we didn't believe America would go for what we're going for. Look at all this foolery. This man is crazy, C-R-A-Z-E-E-E. And we're sitting here, 
and the thing goes with him. I'm going to try to get me a meeting with him. I'm going to see if he'll meet with me. I'm going to tell him, I just want to sit at your knees. And not know why did I say that. I just want to sit in your presence and tell me how it's a thinking process. Go ahead, D. You know, um, the, the problem is that America didn't think this thing all the way through. <laughs> they didn't. They didn't think it all the way through because what what's being done is here's a man that was elected by the people. Um, they they didn't they didn't do their homework and research. You know they they were so mad, they were so angry at Barack Obama that their judgment was clouded, and I think it's fair to say that. So they didn't think this thing all the way through. So here they, they they elected a guy. They gave the guy the keys to the ship. They gave the guy the keys to everything. <laughs> everything in the Constitution they gave him the keys to. So here here's a guy that that's a real estate tycoon. All right, all he knows is building real estate and building golf courses. So they gave this guy all the levers of government to do exactly just that. Now, how S9 is that? Who who could not see that? <laughs> you give this guy all the levers of government to take over everything in this world. And then, deep down in the footnote of the Constitution, as as a debacle will soon, surely follow, he can pardon himself. But he don't care nothing about the Constitution. He don't care nothing <laughs> about, about wrecking our democracy. We gave him the keys. It's like the devil. If you let the devil in your house, he's there. He's he's there, unless you know, unless you know how to get him out. So they gave it to him. And so, you know, you know, I've I've said I've said all along. You know, Rome lasted six hundred years of that. But with what these people, what these people have done, you know, you know, Christ got to be really weeping about this. What these people have done, they gave this one entity, this one ideology. I'm not going to call it an entity. It's an ideology. They gave this one man the keys to everything. And we, and so if, if we last another 200 years, I will be, be impressed behind this right here. Because the thing about it is now now uh, uh, the way the way to run a campaign, now, now the dog is out of the cage. Uh, David Duke's grandson, J.B. Stone's grandson, anybody that got a following can come now and do the same thing as me. But nothing to stop him. Like I said, I'm an optimistic person, but I just I just call it like I see it, man. It's just crazy. Thank you. I'm sorry. It is unbelievable that we find ourselves in this this situation. And certainly the other day when they were what, – what's amazing is when they were evaluating – president uh they they couldn't evaluate Donald Trump because he's not out of office yet uh but they evaluated and decided that uh the group of people they got to make the choice that Barack Obama was number 12 and that Ronald Reagan was number 9 and uh and so when I look at that I think about the presidents that they say were the best were Lincoln and Washington, 
and uh, the like. But it just seems to me that people aren't using their 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 common sense when they come to the table and look at how this man is driving our society through uh, craziness. Uh, we're going to uh, take a short break, and we'll come back and continue our conversation and give everyone an opportunity to have their final word.
I am this woman. I am this woman that has set the expectations of the world to take my rightful place among the stars. The woman that does not use the traditional roadmaps to a given place, but create my own destination. I am this woman that maintained her intrinsic beauty in ways not determined by others' thoughts, but by my own sense of uniqueness, my own desire of sexiness and allure. I am this woman designed by my creator to scale the height of the unbounded, allowing my talents to be seen by the masses while inspiring those yet to dream to greatness. I am the mother of the world, deserving the respect of all that walk under the gravity of the earth, igniting the love that exists in all men while being the birthplace of the future. I am this woman. I am this woman that ascends the expectation of the world to take my rightful place among the stars. The woman who does not use the traditional roadmaps to a given place, but creates my own destination. I am this woman that maintains her intrinsic beauty in ways not determined by others' thoughts, but by my own sense of uniqueness, my own desire of sexiness and allure. I am this woman designed by my creator to scale the height of the unbounded, allowing my talents to be seen by the masses while inspiring those to dream. I am the woman of the world, deserving the respect of all that walk under the gravity of the earth. Igniting the love that exists in all men while being the birthplace of the future. I am this woman. This is James T. Deshaies, the host of Thoughts, Love, and Reflection, brought to you by Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. We're here seven days a week, Monday through Friday, at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, Saturday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and Sunday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. We're here so that your voice can be heard loud and clear without interruption. It is time for us to focus on what is needed and necessary for our country to move forward. I look forward to talking with you, and I want you to call in at 657-383-0309 so you can be a part of this movement. Uh, Regina, what is your final thought this evening? My final thoughts are... I'm going to find a way to meet with Donald Trump. Okay, if you ain't got nothing better to do. (laughs) 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 I can't imagine not having something on my calendar that would keep me from doing having that meeting. (laughs) I'll keep that in mind, James. I believe even sleeping sporting and wasting that time. Yes, sir. Uh, Andre, what is your final thought for this evening? 
Well, I would like to just encourage us to continue to make an impact in our local communities. Let's support the organizations, the candidates, and uh, officers even uh, that's in our community that's um, looking out for our best interests. Audrey, let me just ask you. I know that it seems to me that you're taking a very uh, cynical uh, position with what's going on. Uh, but I just, I just believe that this special counsel has an opportunity to disrupt uh, this administration in a way that um, hasn't been seen since. Um, so I, I really, um, I'm not ready to believe that he, the special counsel, is doing this for just for nothing. Well, I agree with you. They had an opportunity. I mean, ever since our president has been elected, there has been plenty of opportunities. But um, for whatever reason, uh, he don't necessarily adhere to the rules and regulations. And, again, I, you know, there's a thing what we always talk about called change management. Um, this country is definitely under change management. And whenever we go through change, no matter whether it's personal or professionally, we go through the change cycle. And un unless you reach the point of where you have accepted where, where we are and that the game has changed, if you keep referencing and referring back to the way things used to be, then it, it's a game changer. He was a game changer, and I think it was D said it absolutely correct. <laughs> Moving forward, candidates will not be the same. Candidates will no longer be the same. Uh, this was definitely a game changer, and I think a lot of times we, we're just so accustomed to uh, what has occurred and what we feel should occur. But, uh, James, uh, the opportunity have been there before on many things, and for some reason somehow he'll find um, a loophole. I mean, I, I don't know if his taxes have ever been shown yet. And, again, you look at now he's meeting, and that's that's definitely not protocol. His wife, again, I'm, I'm sure she's just as frustrated as she wanted to be because of the fact that she knows the inside scoop and yet seeing, you know, so many steps that's taken to uh, prevent him from being really uh, called on the carpet. You're you're so right. I, I'm looking, but I'm looking for that moment when we're going to wake up, and the world is going to be drastically changed by the information that comes out. Uh, I, I'm looking for it every day. That um, you know, somewhere on CNN or Good Morning America or one of these shows, uh, going to be the first to say, "Hey, it done happened." Uh, he's been impeached, and it's going to the Senate, and we can look forward to him being ousted. Uh, I really am looking forward to that. Uh, take care, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow at 6 p.m. Eastern Time on Thoughts, Love, and Reflection, where your voice will be heard loud and clear. <laughs> your children and don't let them fall by the side of the road and teach them 
Jesus. 